0: Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, folks. Thank you for being with me again today. It's a great day to serve the Lord. It's a great day every day to serve the Lord. And I hope your day is going well. I hope that you are living for Him in such a powerful way that uh, people are seeing Jesus in your life. I'm so glad I have an opportunity to share with you. It's just awesome being able to share with our community. And I thank you for listening and some of you who have listened faithfully for years and for years. Our Heavenly Father, thanks for this day. I pray, God, you'd bless it, every part of it, part of this this, uh, this message today that I'm sharing, part of this, we leave from here today and go into the world, that, Lord, that we would live for you, and, God, we would catch fire in you, that the Spirit of God would move incredibly in our lives. Thank you so much, Lord, for being with us. In Jesus' name, amen. I was able, a few weeks ago, to uh, visit Grace Bible Church in Napa with uh Pastor Keith, and that church is rolling, folks. I'm telling you, four services, I think somewhere around 1,200 people, they have just been rolling. And if you live over in the Napa-Caldwell area and you want to go to a great church, I'm telling you what, Grace Bible is a great church, and this man, Keith, is a tremendous orator. And I just, uh, I was able to go on a Monday night. They had like three nights in a row. Then they met at 6.30 in the morning. So I went over on a Monday night, and it was full. There's, I don't know, 400 people there. The sanctuary was full. Dr. Mike Avery uh, spoke and did a phenomenal job speaking on growing deep in your faith. And then they have they had meetings all week at 6.30 a.m. So he asked on, uh, the head guy asked, The the crowd that night, how many would be back for the 6.30 a.m. so they could buy donuts and coffee and such? At least half. I mean, there are at least 200 people raise their hands. What a commitment that is to get up and be there at 6.30. That's how much they wanted spiritual growth. But I'm so, so impressed with uh, Grace Bible Church in Napa, and I would encourage anybody that lives that direction that doesn't have a home church to check it out. I think you'd be pretty pleased. Anyway, uh, let's move on today. You know, have you ever done something or said something to try to get a point across to see a reaction? Oh, I've done that many times. You know, I think most of us parents have probably done something like that in our lives with our kids, trying to see maybe if our child is guilty or innocent of something. I don't know. But when I spend time reading about Jesus and watching closely to how he handled life, he did several things. He paid attention to what was going on around him. He always knew what was going on around him. You know, and what he did was he took charge. Jesus took charge of situations and either used them to touch someone's life or to bring some kind of healing to them. Now, are we looking around us to see what we can do? When we go out into the world and into the marketplace, are we looking to see how we can possibly touch somebody's life, or are we so wrapped up in what we're doing that we don't even think about it? I challenge you today, say, God, walk with me when I get out of the car, when I walk into wherever I'm walking, that you would be with me. Say a prayer on your way in. Lord, be with me. If you want to open a door for me to step into, I am willing. Jesus was not just a bystander. He took action. I believe that is what God wants us to do in our lives. He wants us to react to situations, to react to the evil that's around us, not just sit and watch it and say, oh, well, the world's going to pot, but do something about it. Speak up. I'm so proud of a lot of those people in uh, the community lately, in the Caldwell community and the Boise community that have gone to different meetings. They've spoke up for things they felt was right they stood up. They just didn't let somebody walk over them. I see that at the Statehouse a lot, where people will stand up. Whether they're right or wrong, they stand up for what they believe in. And, of course, we want to stand up for what is right and what is holy and what is godly and what is biblical. You know, there's been a lot of things going on, and, and there's a lot of things happening in people's lives, and and we have to handle that correctly. we got to love people, you know, because we're all going to pass away. A couple weeks ago, I did a funeral for— A very fine woman. I didn't know her, but I I learned a lot about her. She was 95 years old, and she really lived life to the fullest, and she had people over. She was hospitable. She was uh, known for her friendliness and her work ethic. What are you known for? What am I known for? Are we known for being kind? Are we known for being forgiving, for being loving, for looking for needs, one thing I like about our church, I've been this is I just started uh, my thirty sixth year at Cloverdale Church of God, and um, and one thing I look back, I just I've got people in this church that respond to needs. Man, we've had some big needs, and and people have responded to those needs at Christmas time. They respond to needs to help people. It's it's just amazing to me. They go beyond, I believe, beyond what most people would do. I think that's what's made Cloverdale such a good, loving church is the people have responded. Well, you know, Jesus wasn't just a bystander, like I said. He was concerned about others. If someone needed healing, he healed them. Remember, he felt the lady tugging at his garment crawl through the crowd. Just to touch his garment. She thought, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. And what happened? She was healed. Her faith had healed her. Believing that Jesus will do what he says is important. There are sometimes we have to exhibit a tough love in our lives, especially with our children. We find ourselves doing things for them and many times enabling them. Not to learn on their own, but sometimes the greatest teaching comes when we take a step back and help them learn on their own. You know, we have to learn how to do things. That happened. I showed a video in church years ago, a story of Ray Charles. It's a a great little uh, um, story, and great little movie if you ever want to rent it. But it, it just talks about, you know, he was a blind musician, but people taught him. He had to learn on his own, They taught him to learn on his own. So they teach him, but they taught him to learn on his own. And he picked things up and, of course, became a great musician. And, you know, from being blind, very, very hard to do. But he responded. You know, and uh, I believe the Word of God, and especially Jesus' life, shares so much truth with us. Jesus, uh, like I said, responds always. Jesus was affected at how people lived and choices they made. It bothered him. As we... As we near Easter, you know, coming up before long, we remember Jesus coming to the city. And when we call Palm Sunday and we have the Sunday before and there's, it's a quite, quite a lively week that week around there, and we see that Jesus is coming in and what's going to take place, it's kind of amazing because Jesus is still responding, still responding to what he feels is right and important in life. In Matthew chapter 21, verse 12 and 13, it says, Jesus entered the temple area and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. Is our churches a house of prayer? Is it a place where you know you can go pray? You know you could go after the service is over and pray up front or even during the middle of the service or whenever you want? Is it open for that? You know, a lot of churches don't say it. I mean our, our church doesn't come out and say, "Well, hey, come up during any time you want, but it, it, it would be fine for anybody to come up and pray anytime they want and after service. Sometimes people come up and pray with the pastors and this and that. Then we have special prayer times. Every Thursday morning, I've told you, for years and years and years, we meet for an hour of power. I just call it that because God has done so many answers, provided so many answers to prayer during that hour of power. It's just amazing. We had a great one again. It's just I just love calling upon God. But my house will be called a house of prayer. He told these people, "You are making it a den of robbers. There's nothing spiritual going on here. Nothing about me going on here. This is all about you, folks. If the church becomes all about you, we're going to be in trouble. We're going to be in trouble. That's why it it hurts my heart sometimes when I see people complain about the way things are in church. They have all these complaints about how things are done, how the politics are handled, how the how the music is you know the drums too loud we just actually finally got new electric drums so they're going to be it's going to be quieter now and so i know some of my older people will be happy but sometimes we concentrate on those things instead of concentrating on god and the spirit of god and prayer and responding to the things of god if our churches if we would just respond to god Walk into the door of your church ready to worship, not ready to judge, not ready to be critical about what the pastor says, ready to worship. Now, don't get me wrong. If there's something that is being said that is not biblical, that is out of context of the Word of God, yes, we need to let somebody know. We need to meet, say, hey, can I meet with you later? I want to talk to you about something. I've had that happen over the years. People have questions about things. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think it's the attitude, the attitude of worship. Just spend some time reading the Psalms. As you well know, I do a Psalm or two almost every month uh, in here because the Psalms have touched my life in such a powerful way when I see David. David just trying to run from his life, but yet he's praising God. He's thinking about God. He's calling upon God. God was a part of his life. I was raised with parents that God was a part of everything they did. Every conversation, every day it seemed like was about God. I don't even remember a day going by in my life that you didn't see my dad or my mother praying. And so usually both of them, but mostly my dad just praying and talking to God and singing spiritual songs. He had God on his lips. And folks, that's what I want to have, God on my lips. Well, you know, of course Jesus reacted to that circumstance in the temple. Unfortunately, most around uh, so much we become callous to it, so we don't respond. But he was disgusted. He was disgusted that they would desecrate the house of God. He wanted people to come to the house of God to pray. Prayer seems to be a forgotten part, and... And I want to talk about that tomorrow as I continue. So I hope you tune in. I hope you have a marvelous day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho,